This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash podcast. Uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you could watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, standing six foot two, 287 pounds. From the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island, sweating already during the intro, he's the number one fuck, Johnny G. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, my nearly signed coach, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Also joining me in the Heidi Mighty Studios. Haven't seen these guys in the High and Mighty Studios in a while, but have seen them every week for three plus hours over the entire quarantine. So I'm tired of them, but hopefully you're not. It's the fucking Action Boys themselves. From the Dumbbells, it's Ryan Stanger. From the fucking Masterclass, it's Ben Rogers. <laughs> Hi, What's John. Up? Hello, Hi. gentlemen. Hello. Uh, hello. Treat to be here. Thank you for having us. You fucked up and said Heidi Mighty. Yeah, I know. Well, that actually is the new name of the show because we have this. Uh, it's all SpawnCon for the novel Heidi. Okay. It's like Damn, dude, because I was ready to pounce. I was like, he slipped up, man. The show hasn't even started. My boys slipped, and we can't let that fucking fall away. We got to pounce on it. Yeah, is dude. that what the uh, the Shirley Temple movie is based on the novel? <laughs> I think so. Is there a novel? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to cover my tracks. I probably said Heidi because this is the third podcast I recorded today, and I hit the sauna in between two and three. So oh, my damn brain shit, is dude. Scramby, baby. Rock and roll. Did you have... Uh, Weird uh, eyes like Stanger has every day. <laughs> Stanger's St- red eyes. <laughs> Stanger has a sauna in his backyard for people who don't know about sa- uh, Stanger's lifestyle. He's a full-time sauna man, and he'll frequently come on to the Action Boys podcast. Moments? <laughs> seconds after a sauna? I think seconds. I think <laughs> under a minute. I think we can count that as as seconds. 
wrong, but go ahead. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to end the fun, but please go uh, ahead. Wait, okay. this okay. Stanger no, gets, no. I like when Stanger gets fucking. We roast mad. him relentlessly, and then this is the one time he's always like, "No." He's always is, mad when we bring up the sauna. <laughs> don't you dare disrespect her. <laughs> I mean, look, I, it's it's pretty quick. There's a pretty quick turnaround from when I'm in the sauna versus when I'll jump on the record. Right. And uh, you know. You look like fucking crazy. You look like a true crazy person. You're also Post. usually shirtless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, gotta, helps, which makes us which like makes think you might be cutting it closer. Of like <laughs> play. <laughs> I, I know and, you think it's crazy, but usually you have a towel and like are putting a shirt on. <laughs> I, and this, this whole quote unquote argument stems from just... One time your eyes were particularly red, but your shirt was on and you didn't seem sweaty. So I just wanted to like make sure everything you was okay. okay. Oh yeah, and I was you like, wanted and I to was make like, sure. Shut I up. asked you yeah. what's going on with your eyes. That's the funniest fucking thing. I, dude, I, dude I'm serious. What is? We are you okay? Concerned, man. Dude, I'm fucking worried about you. Please tell Stop. me you're okay. Uh, you're right. I'll back off. No reason to worry about Stanger whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, seriously, please tell me if you're okay. I know we go over this every week and your eyes look weird from the sauna, but this time, all, and then what happened on the show is I just would, I was just like, there was nothing I could say. Like, I knew I looked like a fucking crazy person. What I'm going to say, I, I don't look like We've a crazy person. Had, We've already had this fucking rehash once already. The Stanger has gotten just as hot in this fucking rejudication of it. <laughs> And Look, so the, I just over. didn't. I didn't say anything. I just kept plowing, like just plowing ahead of like whatever we needed to do for the show because it was like I didn't know what to say. Like something I guess someone might do mm -hmm. if something actually happened. Wait, what's wrong? Nothing, man. Just keep like who cares? I'm not gonna just. So I'm like, oh shit, did something actually happen now? And then I'm backpedaling from like I don't want to roast him about the sauna if he's like was crying because he got in a fight or with his wife or his son got in trouble at school or some shit. I I felt to me like I was crying about it. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I he was know, crying. I, was just... I thought he was crying about his son. <laughs> Like being in trouble at school, I thought. I thought Stone. I thought Stone got like fucking little slap in the wrist by his principal or whatever, and it fucking got the Stanger so hard he just fucking burst into tears. That was my, my theory. <laughs> I see my the flaws was, in I was, it now. <laughs> I was getting a, hel a healthy dose of shit, and I was like, I can either like. Just uh, like say no, I didn't, or mm. I didn't just get out, or yes, I did. I did. It felt I was crying. I was crying. It felt untenable, so I just said nothing, and then that was maybe the worst thing to do. Yeah, now, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No it's choice got, is a choice. <laughs> yeah. It, I, it's got. We've gotten a lot of not good material, but we've definitely talked for a total of like fourteen minutes now across two different podcasts about mm. this, which it, is. This is the main reason I want to have you guys on. We started really well, I should have gone off the reservation. We've already. <laughs> we had. I, has ooh. the show even started yet? <laughs> we should say that that was We're almost the, done. We only have like six minutes left. So if you guys want to get to plugs, we can get out the, of here. Uh, the Flash Gordon episode, which most people have written in as being fantastic. Um, the feedback on that episode was excellent. Excellent. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe it gave us something, some yeah, kind of fuel. It, it was something. some kind of weird fuel. Yeah, we were juiced up, ready to fucking rock in there. So, uh, yeah, this was supposed to be a promotion for Action Boys, and I'm starting to think we're going to turn off as many listeners as we turn on. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we're trying... That's the kind of fucking sweet spot, though, is I want people repulsed by us, but cannot help but get horny listening. 
Yeah. It's like watching. It's like when you're in traffic and you, you're like, man, why is traffic so slow? And then you realize it's because like there's a big orgy on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, it's like watching a woman suck a man's dick and you're like, this is fucking amazing. And then it's revealed that it's your mom and dad. And yeah. you're like, okay, it's nice to see fucking oral live, mm-hmm. but it's like when so something you know, infuriating also to it. You get you're you're on stage dancing and somebody tongue kisses you and it's your aunt. <laughs> A la 1987 Summer School, a movie we just discussed. Which means we can't talk about much else but the last thing that's in our brain, no matter where we are or what the situation or context is. That's me all the time. I'm talking on High and Mighty to someone about like healthcare, and I'm like, yeah, well, in Hell Comes to Frog Town, Sam is saying, and she's like, what? And I'm like, sorry, it's yeah. the only thing. Sorry, Quick, uh, you, haven't watched, you haven't watched Masters of the Universe in a long time? You don't know it by You haven't created two characters from Masters of the Universe that are in every episode of your po- three and a half hour you, podcast? You haven't watched watched uh, Masters of the Universe from 1987 in a while and changed the characteristics of one of the characters in that movie into a full-blown psycho that you bring up all the time. You don't get that? You haven't listened to the Action Boys podcast, the Flight of the Intruder episode, and the one right after it, which is also kind of about Flight of the Intruder again. <laughs> Action Boys, our podcast is like uh, when you sing uh, Merrily, Merrily, uh, singing in rounds, where it's like the next episode is half about the last movie we saw every time. Like You didn't get enough flight of the intruder. (laughs) The episode after the episode we talked about Crow, we talk about Hangman's Joke. Eric Draven's band. Dude, if you don't know that. Anytime someone brings up the crow, they have no idea. Like, I'm instantly like, man, Hangman's joke fucking slaps. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? That's the band that Eric Draven's in. My brother texted me. My my brother texted me. He's like, I'm watching the crow. And I'm like, Hangman's joke, huh? They're fucking tight. No idea what I was talking about. And he was watching it. And he's wow. the and he's a listener of the podcast. Like he might actually. His yeah. brain his brain is doing the right thing. Yeah, like it's, it's like it's worried about like leaving his behind life. The, yeah, the information it doesn't need. His life, his family. Yeah. His he's job. like, sorry, at my job I'm in charge of multiple people. I can't keep track of the fake bands in one hit yeah. movies. My brain's glymphatic system works. It does the job that it's supposed to. It's not picking up all the pond scum like yours is. For for people that don't know, the origin of the Action Boys is high and mighty. It started on this podcast. Were we episode the second episode? Two. Okay, yeah. Episode second episode two was Predator. Gabrus yeah. wow. brought us on to talk about Predator, and it never stopped. The conversation kept on going. Here we are. <laughs> it did. Mm, here we well, are five years later. It did. <laughs> it's been a fucking long fucking time, guys. Hold Half on. a decade later. Jesus Christ. This is we you. all look bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's episode been great two for is us. you guys. The episode that just came. This episode, we're at like 320 now. Like 318 weeks ago, we recorded the first High and Mighty. Wow. 320. Call somebody, call somebody you know who might have weed later. Oh, dude, if you live in Central Time, get blazed with your New York friends on Zoom. Don't forget you have Jeopardy at 6 p.m. Central. 
<laughs> one only reason I know Central Time Zone is because Jeopardy was 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Wait, get blazed with your New York friends? Yeah, because yeah. they would be 420 there if it was 320 in <laughs> Central Time. <laughs> yeah, everybody no, is- <laughs> bust out your calculators. <laughs> get your world maps. Let's sort it out. <laughs> so uh, the episode for today, what action movies taught us, uh, we're, we're woefully sure. unprepared. Um, <laughs> nothing funny or fun. Gabriel to kind told of... us it was important we don't prepare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was important. I was like, take take a load off. I want you to get come in with the exact same amount of effort I put into action, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but some, if, if I would say, just while we're talking about action, boys, even if you don't watch action movies, you do get some. Uh, you do get some sad stories. Um, and yeah, we, some, some some life lessons, some, some life some lessons, reminiscing amongst uh, adult male friends. You do you do get a lot of blue body humor, yeah, and you'll get all this multiple times because we do have severe to moderate brain damage between the three of us, <laughs> and we do tend to repeat ourselves, tell the same stories. Sometimes we tell the same story again worse because we can't remember details <laughs> that we remembered the first time we told it. Uh, and I sometimes our s- listeners remind us that we sometimes our listeners <laughs> help us out, yeah. and actually will like now no. do the story better than we can. I'll put myself in the severe category if we're <laughs> for brain damage. I have goldfish brain, where I think everything's fine, then I look away from the computer screen, come back, and it's all new to me. <laughs> yeah, and I've lost object permanence, um, which is a major fucking blows your mind. Yeah. Dude. yeah. <laughs> It's a major milestone as a kid when they get it, and I've lost mine. So I guess that's a milestone, and you know, I got good old fashioned Swiss cheese brain, (laughs) (laughs) and there's a lot of holes in there, baby. (laughs) Keep them coming. Those dark spots are good for you on your MRI. Uh, The reason I even thought to do Action Boys in the first, like, thought to have you guys on, well. We connected over action movies, but the first time I realized how much action movies affected my life was living in Brooklyn. I lived over by like a highway, but people would drive super fast on the sh- streets there. And I was about to cross a street and a motorcycle with two people on it, both all in black with helmets, screeches to a halt because the light had just turned red. And I swear to God, I thought the person on the back was just going to take out an Uzi and shoot me. <laughs> Like, I, I was like, there's no other context for two people on a motorcycle blacked out like this except to pull out a submachine gun and, like, assassinate the fucking Secretary of State and then zoom off into traffic. So in that moment, I was like, you Uh-oh. probably have been watching too many action yeah. movies if you're actually getting PTSD on the fucking streets of Hipster well, me, Brooklyn. Uh, when uh, Gibberson and I moved here, we would just sit by the pool in my building just like... <laughs> shooting invisible rocket launchers and RPGs at the helicopters that would fly over. It's hard not to when you see a helicopter, take a knee, have your friend load up your RPG from the back. (laughs) (laughs) Just 32 years old, playing by the pool, shooting fake guns. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, still do it. I, I, I remember... Towards the end of you living in that spot, I'm like, Rogers, I'm free today. You want to do kind of the pool thing? You were like, I don't know, man. I feel like just <laughs> I'm a little too old to 
below the middle of the day, just getting sunburnt and hot and tired for the rest of the day. I was like, man, you are 100% right about that. I'll be in my driveway shirtless getting tan. <laughs> but you, the way you just said it, I was like, shit, yeah, no, he's right. That's, that's some adult shit. It's like, don't want to just cook myself in the middle of the day and have no juice for the night. Totally relatable. I mean, at least now you could you can make some kind of vitamin D claim, Gabrus. You yeah. know, well, it's I like tried. Just, are I, you are you you Stanger? That's what you do, right? You you soak up some rays to get some vitamin D. What are you doing? Like twenty minutes a day in the sun? Yeah, I do like twenty minutes. I'll read out there or something, and uh, yeah, for vitamin D. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe you know. It was like stay out of the sun, sunblock it up, and then it was like, no, you want to get a little bit. I guess you know, because I'll take the vitamin D three tinctures like uh, sublingual, and then. Um, but I guess you need actual sun to to kind Activate of finish. It. Yeah, to finish that whole process with it. The vitamin D from the sun is like more bioavailable or something like that. Right? And it makes the stuff that you take, like the vitamin that you take, work too. Like you need it all. You, the sun kind of finishes the whole transaction. Also, and, I, I told you guys this too. Interesting about dogs, how they also need vitamin D from the sun, but it gets it gets stored in their fur, and then when and then they, they lick, lick it, it off, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I. Tiffany was well, like, "Are you licking your dog?" Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting licking that's my the dog. sublingual tincture you're talking mm -hmm. about. Is yeah. you that's wring out Delphi's fur in, under your tongue. <laughs> yeah. I fucking lick my dog all night I, long. Uh, that was I thought that was clear. Yes, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. You can see my Instagram where I do it too. Yeah. <laughs> It's called Puppy Popsicle, and uh, it's hot. People are fucking tune in, dude. The other day, Tiffany was like, he he licks his paws so much, I think it's because he has allergies and he's itchy. I'm like, actually, I think it's because that's how they get vitamin D. They lay in the sun, activate in their fur, and then lick it off. And she's like, where, where did you hear that from? And I was like, I have no idea. And I'm so confidently repeating it. And then the second you started talking, I was like, oh, and now I'm like passing off Stanger facts as my own, which is a whole. Yeah, and they're you, not about nutrition or fitness. They're not I'm about fucking celebrities' dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take a long, hard look in the mirror. Uh, you want a celebrity dick fact? Uh, Please. So Frank Sinatra famously had a huge dick. And I think it was like Lana Turner that says there mm -hmm. isn't a starlet in Hollywood that hasn't cried over that thing. It's <laughs> great mm -hmm. fucking. Yeah. Line. No, you've told it on Action Boys before. Yeah, yeah, that's your lower back tattoo. Now we now we have the context for why. It now makes you can sense. read it. It's in Latin. Now but that's what it's. You're keeping that one. You're only removing the arm one. <laughs> only removing the uh, the band tattoo on the arm. The embarrassing one. The uh, <laughs> the Latin uh, tramp stamp that has the Latin, Latin tramp book. stamp that like that expounds on the virtues and size of the board. The chairman of the board's fucking cock. I'm leaving on there. Do you do any of you listeners have a tramp stamp that are men? Like before it became a a a, a quote unquote tramp stamp, uh, did you just like think it was a good spot to get a tattoo? Because if so, like you'd probably enjoy Action Boys. <laughs> Dude, I knew a bunch of dudes who had tramp stamp tattoos as the transition to calling them tramp stamps was getting popular. Because I. That was like early 2000s that people started saying that. But in like mm -hmm. the mid 90s, surfers got lower back tattoos yeah. frequently. And like three of the guys I lifeguarded with had like suns or waves or like dumb shit on their lower back. And it was like, oh, uh, and then I 
one summer it was fine. The next summer we came back and everyone knew the phrase tramp stamps. And like I, my buddy Joe is like, I'm getting, I guess I'm getting this removed. I now. almost, <laughs> I almost got one. I was gonna do the scene of that Disney movie where the dogs share the plate of spaghetti. I don't remember what right. the movie's called. It's called uh, <laughs> Tramp. <laughs> Tramp and the other dog. Right. That's right. You're going to get a that's, lady stamp of That's lady. not it. <laughs> I got a Trump stamp where it just says Trump across your lower back. <laughs> well, that one guy got fucking Nixon on his back, like a tramp oh, stamp. Yeah. <laughs> What's that fucking Roger Stone? That Roger fucking Stone. freak. He's a fucking. He's a listener it. of Action Boys. Yeah, so, yeah. We we keep trying to delete him, but he keeps coming up with f- new names. Yeah, that's something we should say is that the reason our Patreon is not that popular is because we haven't had any right wing thinkers on as guests. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like Roger Stone is a listener. He keeps asking to come on the pod, and we could star fuck and just get him on just to juice our membership, but we're yeah. not. 75% of other Patreon. Podcasts. Come on, lefties. Could you fucking get us a big Spotify deal or something? <laughs> Does it have to be? We're yeah, getting lapped fuck? by all these fucking right wing psychos. <laughs> Candace Owens is on her fourth comedy podcast this week. What the fuck? <laughs> I can't even afford my tattoo on my lower back of a cabin and some kids by a fire. With a little, with a little lake nearby, and they can do a bunch of activities. Is that a camp stamp? <laughs> I guess so. I guess that is what it is. Also, I'm realizing now that this podcast is public, and so that's another selling point for you to listen to Action Boys. Is because we're behind the paywall. Uh, people's names are used in story. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, we're frequently we out, asking. We out all closeted actors on <laughs> for Pride Month. For Pride Month. For Pride Month. Yeah. So, where are you, liberals? <laughs> yeah. Come, come listen to our podcast. Please. Why aren't you supporting us? <laughs> well, that—that's sort of like. The meta thing I learned this over 2016 through 2020 mm-hmm. watching these movies is that I think part of the problem with society is that a lot of people like our, our age or older grew up on these movies that taught them like, but we have the wherewithal or the something, whatever we have that we can go. Oh, you those are a fun good guy movies. with a gun. Yes. There's so much of like. Bro, if you're alpha, chicks will fuck you. If you knock out uh, the guy's, the girl's boyfriend, she loves you. It's like so much movie logic is used. Uh, I just read a thing with Trump during the fucking protests outside the White House where they gassed those uh, protesters to move him so he could do the photo op. Mm-hmm. I, I read a General Milley conversation where he was saying that. He's like, Trump's saying, we got to get out there and crack some skulls. And it's like, dude, you're talking about you're, you're the people who voted for like you're the friend. and he's saying crack some skulls, which is the most like Bosch fucking delivery of like knock on doors, crack some skulls. Then he starts saying we the have president. to show. Yeah, the president is saying we have to show them power. We have to shoot them. And Millie says like 
shooting American civilians for their right to protest? And he goes, I don't know. Shoot him in the leg or something is Trump's pitch. And it's like, this is a dude who just is more oatmeal brain than anyone and watches Bloodsport the highlights well, yeah, so of Bloodsport weekly. It's the logic behind a lot of the movies that we watch. Yeah. It's they're they're almost all black and white. Uh you just you can save your neighborhood by killing the one really bad drug dealer and then everything will be okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no new guy will come and take his place. It's not a systemic problem that like has right. deep deep causes and it's super complicated. No, like you just you just throw one guy uh off the ledge of a fucking <laughs> that's the end of it Here, here's uh, a concrete here's a, factory here's a good <laughs> ten pole to figure out how did you feel about internal affairs when you were 14 versus 34 <laughs> you're, like, you're four I, I as a kid i had the strongest opinion about the rats yeah. in internal affairs <laughs> fucking up these cops jobs and now as a grown-up i'm like everyone invest in the cops everyone should be mm. keeping an eye on the fucking cops we need more internal affairs than we need street fucking cops. snitch yeah and i i'm a kid who is like i've I'm like, these motherfuckers, these cops can't even do their jobs. They can't even. That was a good shoot. You know, like defending police shootings in movies as a kid. <laughs> Vibe has well, changed. Well, that was something that that I was interested in talking to you guys when we first all met and started talking, because it was like it went beyond just kind of like, oh, yeah, I kind of enjoyed watching these movies and didn't give it give them much thought beyond that. <laughs> We we spent a night together really breaking down the finer points of Predator and didn't seem to fatigue each other. And I was like, okay, maybe this is, there's some commonalities going on here. And that's that's really what I got out of this podcast, I think, so far, is that if you if you're, you know, if you could talk about John Matrix beyond just, you know, the 20 minutes of highlights from Commando, if you can go four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you uh <laughs> Matrix. <laughs> you know, talk Matrix. about thing I learned from these movies is uh, it doesn't matter if you're attractive or not or really in that good a shape. If you're enough of a tough guy cop and you walk into any room, all the women will check you out. Oh, yeah. If the movie's about you, they, they mm. will. And they'll make uh, they'll make audible noises. Mm. <laughs> the best mm. one is, is it raw mm. deal where she takes off his shirt while he's passed out to like uh yeah, Rob Joey Brenner. And then sees his giant tits and is like, mmm. Uh-huh. And it's like the least, like, it. it's a giant hairless set of C cups just sticking out of his yeah, shirt. I mean, he's like, mm. Ar- Ar- Arnold's in an in- in interesting shape in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's very big in that one. Like, he, his pecs are too big. Like, yeah, and that later chest, on, maybe. he slimmed down a little bit to, to look better on camera out of the bodybuilder shape. <laughs> he was still in sort of Mr. Olympia shape and and uh and that one raw heat raw, raw deal. deal raw deal raw deal yeah red heat is that he's he's pretty lean in but raw deal yeah raw and- deal he's Kaminsky slash Joey P. Brenner <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's the Kaminsky like, uh, method is a is a prequel it's about yeah. how he got in this position I think that's his name right that sounds it's right Kaminsky yeah. Uh, it's some kind of You're Polish. no longer Kaminsky. Speaking of Kaminsky. Uh, the Austrian cop. <laughs> Kathleen now Turner's Joey on Pre- this season of Kaminsky. Yeah. With Michael Douglas. The fucking return to form. 
Well, they did some other because they did War of the Roses, and um, did they do one more after that too? I, f- I thought they fell apart after two. No, because they, because they, they, she ultimately came around on two. The story was um, that. So we're we're speaking about romancing the stone. Uh, <laughs> controversial we need to do choice context. that we covered on the podcast. A Not lot our of most our listeners hate, A lot of our listeners hated it. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised strange. we're bringing it up. It's highly enjoyable movie, but anyway, they um they they didn't have the best working relationship, and then uh he wanted her to come back for Jewel of the Nile, the sequel. It was a little bit of a ripoff sequel, which they did at in those times. Zemeckis wasn't coming back. He didn't hire the same writer, Diane Thomas, who is this great kind of wonderkin writer that wrote the first one. And the script kind of sucked. And they he had to he had to legis- or he had to litigate to get uh, Kathleen Turner. Now, he would have legislated if he could, but he had to, he didn't have that power. He had to litigate to get her to come back on and do the shitty movie, which she didn't want to do. And uh, you know, and then their relationship suffered a little bit. But I think they're okay. They were okay Shout after out that. Tammy Sager, who told that story that Stanger is now passing it off like <laughs> this information he picked up. Did she? Did, she gave I, us some information, but no, we had we were talking about some of this stuff. In but the did episode. she? I didn't know if she didn't want to be, have her name shouted out. That's the yeah. only reason. I, <laughs> Did she post it anonymously or did she? I don't know. It was from Tammy. That's how he learned. Well, you know what? We're outing her. Former guest of the uh, podcast, Tammy Sager, the Pens Pens episode. uh, She did Kathleen. Kathleen Turner did monologues at ASCAT and told her the fucking story, which is pretty cool. Oh, dream. Yeah. Dream to be listening to raspy Kathleen Turner and trying to find a good game in one of her stories. But uh, hopefully Michael Douglas... uh, (laughs) Hopefully he fucking made he paid her what she deserved and fucking you know mm-hmm. said his sorry or, or like yeah talk to her husband about like the best cunnilingus methods. <laughs> the Kaminsky method is the, the best Kaminsky method. method. <laughs> the real Kaminsky method. Le- he learned he learned it well, from Rod Well, he's not on Deal. the show anymore, right? Oh, is he gone from the show? I think he's gone from the show. No, he's on. I saw him on a billboard together. Oh, is both he? of them. All right. Unless maybe, unless it's I don't just know. like I don't, I, I don't watch it. I don't want to spoil. You don't shit watch it. This Dude, is the such most rapid we talked about. I know this. this is so I know this. This show has a huge Kaminsky method overlap. <laughs> I gotta say, I love anything Chuck Lorre puts his hands on. <laughs> I fucking love anything that wizard puts his fucking hands. Well, I on. laughed my fucking ass off at the end of Two and a Half Men when he shows up, oh, and he's yeah. like winning. <laughs> Oh man, that shit He's, blew my mind. He makes me laugh, man. S- speaking Woo! of raw, speaking of raw heat, Charlie Sheen, <laughs> raw dog heat, <laughs> raw dog heat. <laughs> Wouldn't want the raw heat from old Chucky Sheen, <laughs> from old Chuck Estevez. <laughs> He's in the, uh, I, I brought this up before, but he's in these commercials for, I don't even know, they're for like loans or banking or something, <laughs> where he's with his dad, and clearly they just wanted his dad, Martin Sheen. Yeah. And like, he must have been like, well, you got to have Charlie in it too. He needs some work. <laughs> he's only had 90 episodes of Anchor Management and all that money is gone. <laughs> How and you were saying that Rogers, he looks like a true gargoyle at this point, right? I mean, it's yeah, he's a pretty scary looking guy now. 
but he went through a lot, you know. <laughs> we, you think you had a bad 2020? You know, his might he's might have had tougher years than you. At least you had access to tiger blood the entire fucking pandemic. <laughs> tiger blood? What'd you say? Is that what he is that what he was into? Right? Didn't he talk yeah, about we, tiger yeah, blood? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got just tiger like, blood running in his veins. Yeah, something to do with helper T cells or something. <laughs> but <laughs> we don't know specifically what. Um, Something I learned from action movies is um, is even if you speak uh, with an accent, you still can be American and from America. And you can be beyond from America. You can be as American as apple pie. Right. And maybe the most patriotic person in the country. And you can have this accent and no one will speak of it and men or mention it. And there'll be no... People will be blinded to it. There will be no bias. There will be no questions. No one will think of you as uh, a, a foreigner, an immigrant. Yeah. That doesn't exist in the world of action movies. Not and not even just mild curiosity. Like, oh, if you're the lead, if you're the lead, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And if, you have an ac- if you have an accent and you're just a smaller guy, you're getting fucking the shit. If you're not the lead and you have an accent, you you're probably are a bad, either, bad guy. You're either a terrorist <laughs> or you are going to be killed. You're a street gang. Depending on your uh, race, you are a bad guy of certain distinct. That- yeah, I guess if you're a white guy with an accent, you're super American. If you're not, you're either going to get, get the fuck out of this country. Yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna get brutalized in these movies. The idea so that most of these movies we should bring it up. Most of the movies we cover are extremely problematic. They're almost all forty years old. Um, they haven't all aged well in many ways in some ways they have right yeah they're so weirdly right movies were so right wing or the right wing talking points yeah became action movie talking points where it's like it's bare arms keep the crime off the streets like all this like uh you know money whatever it takes to get the bad guy like all this like if the law is wrong the soft it, bullshit. If there's so much anti like vegetarian shit, it's like the it's like, yeah, the fucking I, liberal courts. If I'm just being letting a, the criminals back out again. Yeah, Meanwhile, if, in the real world, the fucking whole prison system was becoming industrialized. If I'm being less Hollywood cynical, but maybe even more sad, it's like these movies were uh, fantasies, and then the right. The right just grabbed onto the ideologies. Mm. Made, <laughs> yeah, I just the said fantasy's like, real. Made the fantasy like, hey, this is people <laughs> kind of the, the revolving door of of the prison system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are guys watching Vietnam movies and being like, yes, those were the glory days when we mm. crushed it in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, All we need was three guys with with machetes and RPGs, and we could have won Nam. Yeah. All we needed is one forty-five-year-old Doctor Zayas with two Uzis and jean, jean shirt and pants Fucking on. Denim, karate denim. <laughs> well, and the you know the most striking arc for mainstream movies is the Rambo one, where it's like it, the the first one went from being this sad take on PTSD and this you know this war that we should have been in. of of coming yeah. back. Yeah, to, like, our, our you know what. Actually, if we just threw him back in there, we would have won this fucking yeah. thing. An indictment fact, of our treatment of vets in one. Yeah, you know what? He's like... right. Let's not give him a job. Let's send him back to war. Yeah. So All I we mean... needed was Rambo, Lee Marvin, 
And Chuck Norris, and we could have fucking won Vietnam. Rambo's Rambo's actually really is a good point because then the third one is like help helping terrorists by accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it really does follow America's belief system. <laughs> how we in the fu- most recent one, he just goes we to Mexico and middle. kills a bunch of Mexicans. A lot of people are you know, saying a lot it's the of best one. Want to see John Rambo kill more Americans. You know. <laughs> a lot of people want to see John Rambo drive. Rambo's truck. actually flying the plane. <laughs> it, it would be revealed at the end he was a good guy, but Rambo's actually going back in time. He's gonna get on that plane and stop it. No, uh, it needs it to happen. <laughs> needs what? He's getting on. Rambo's got to get on ninety three and make sure it happens. Gotta but you gotta, can't, let you, can't let United 93 hit the ground. He's got to make one quick stop. Rambo is actually on United 93. <laughs> You're going to use it out now. Right now, we're calling it Rambo 93. You're going to use the time machine and make one quick stop. You can't let Mick die. <laughs> oh, wow. Rocky's Mick. in it also? <laughs> so, yeah, we're bringing in Rocky and... I'll be playing Mick and Rocky. <laughs> what about play stink? What about my prime? This is Rambo. <laughs> All right, Rambo had a prime. What about Rambo's prime? I can't use his bow with these big soft gloves on. <laughs> All right, Rock, take the fucking gloves off and just shoot the ball. <laughs> <laughs> You're a busy guy, so stop thinking about what to wear and just embrace the radically efficient Mack Weldon Daily Wear System. The Daily Wear System is a selection of clothes rooted in smart design, made with performance fabrics, and built to work together. From breathable t-shirts and polos to stylish button-ups and shorts, uh, underwear and beyond, Mack Weldon makes it easy for you to dress for work, leisure, and play, or wherever the summer takes you. My... Uh, father-in-law my mother-in-law's husband my stepfather-in-law whatever you want to call him he came out to visit finally once uh restrictions were lifted and everyone was vaxxed up and he wore all mac weldon using promo code mighty and i was so proud of him i guess my mother-in-law got him for him as gifts but he looked so stylish in his mac weldon pants and mac weldon shirt uh he said they're very comfortable to fly in because they fit well and are lightweight and breathable um, which is some of my favorite things about the Mack Weldon products. I'm a diehard Mack Weldon underwear wearer for those same reasons. I find that they are moisture wicking and breathable in the summer, which is important. So now I'm able to focus on things that are important to me because I don't have to be stressed about my underwear being destroyed on a long walk around the neighborhood. These clothes are also designed to work together. So, for example, the one they give me here is the Ultimate Lazy Sunday. You wear their Ace sweatshorts, modern tailoring, and pair, and they pair perfectly with ultra soft, ultra upgraded Pima tees. Now, I can definitely vouch for how comfortable the sweatshorts are, are, and how comfortable the shirt is. I just haven't rocked them together, so now I'm inspired. So buy some time this summer with the Mack Weldon Daily Wear System. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash high and enter promo code high. That's MacWeldon, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N dot com slash high, promo code high for 20% off. 
Mac Weldon. Radically efficient wardrobe. Tired of getting killed by daily fantasy sports experts? Well, don't play experts. Play the house with Stat Hero. Okay, we're talking about Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts you, the player, in control and within winning reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes and winner take all. And you have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. Uh, so for me, I'm tired of playing against people who are just, you know, just like playing a first person shooter. Some people have been encamped in there all day long and they are very good and they've, uh, are too good at the game and have too much research. So sometimes it's fun to play campaign mode. And that's the way I look at stat hero is I'd rather play against the house than play against, you know, you definitely in- Increase your odds of not getting snaked by some person who's got like crazy outside experience or something like that. So you're in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be. 1v1. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash mighty. Sign up for free. And right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash mighty. Stathero.com slash mighty what about situations that feel like you have this happened to you guys in real life you're just like in a store or whatever you're in the corner and you're not paying attention you're in a market you're grabbing some chlorophyll or whatever and you look up and two people are like walking sort of Mm. at the same pace towards you and you just are immediately like ambush like I would say <laughs> once a month, I'm like, this is the setup to an amp. Like this could easily be an ambush or this is easily these two guys are going to like, you're like, they're boxing me in. One guy's following me. One guy's trying to get me to make a left up there. And there's like no connection whatsoever. Am I just describing being no. high in public, by the way? Yeah, I don't <laughs> no, feel I that. I mean, yet. once a month is small. I mean, for me, that's every day. And I don't think it's in my head. I think it's <laughs> and, really happening. And that's why okay? you can't get your concealed carry permit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You always blow it. There's always <laughs> there's workarounds. Um, Gabrus, uh, I just I, print I made... my guns up now. Three <laughs> D print them. Yeah, I just print them up. No, oh, no. Do they have to be three D? <laughs> Definitely helps. What's but the a paper 3D cuts printer? Are a bitch. <laughs> a lot of folding. No. Yeah, you can you can print them up now. You print them, you fold them. It's get the good paper. Treat yourself. I'm worried to bring them to the range because I don't want like people to know. But yeah, you get the photo paper and it looks really sharp. I am duck hunting with my paper gun. Uh, I was worried about you being out of breath. I can't do his voice. Um, I was trying to do Malkovich. But, um, You're trying to do Frank Poole? Was that his name? <laughs> sounds He's right. assassin from no, In the Line of Fire. Yeah. In the Line of Fire. What the fuck is his name? What Frank. is Malkovich's name? Frank. Frank is maybe Frank Clint's is Clint name. Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm worried about you, Frank. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I am stronger. I'm faster. I'm stronger. because we understand. <laughs> Mitch Leary, and it's Mitch Frank Leary. Horrigan. <laughs> Frank Horrigan. Yes, that's a great action movie name. Well, there's something you learn from action movies, too, is that 
there is a certain protagonist name that works. Mm. And they it's all got a little be- magic to them. <laughs> what, what what was uh oh it was death a, darren it was darren mccord darren mccord and darren mccord gino felino <laughs> i was gonna Why say would you ever have that's like my uh, i love you <laughs> dr mcgorium <laughs> gino felino <laughs> Like, why would you pick that? <laughs> why would you write? Why would you? And then my character, character Gino. What do you want his last name to be? I don't know. Felino. Gino Felino. <laughs> and they're like, all right, you got it. Um, I was gonna say, Gabrus. I don't quite share the same. Uh, you know, thinking somebody's gonna pull an Uzi on me, or that that <laughs> that, or like watching people walk in step. But I did when I would watch them, and still to this day. I can't help but put myself into the movie and think, uh, particularly we've talked about it a lot about the underwater scenes. Would I be able to hold my breath? As a kid, I would hold my breath along with the movie to see if I would survive that mm. scenario. Until you, also- until you nearly died watching uh, The Little Mermaid, right? Yeah. <laughs> and your dad had to give you CPR and bring you back. Yeah, and well, then my parents... The, and then the, your uh, stepdad gave you CPR <laughs> and it turned into a whole different thing. A whole different thing. The patch on that for my parents, uh, the people that were raising me at the time was, is that these are, you know, mythical creatures. And so I was like, okay, well, so I could do, I could continue to watch the movie without passing out. But um, I'm always also fascinated by the grip strength too. And yep. then, you know, being able to hold and then pull somebody else up, you Which know. would like destroy your lower back and everything else. It would. It was also probably why I was so affected by Cliffhanger. When he doesn't pull it off in the opening sequence, mm. yeah, which is m- probably the more realistic thing to happen. We, Meanwhile, absolutely, in every movie we watch, it's like a, a guy hanging from like a chain link fence off the side of a cliff, throwing his like uh, the atomic bomb and a woman onto the cliff so they could stand and shit. Although cliffhanger, they do kind of make it the girl's fault. Just reach up for crying out. Yeah, yeah, it's not his fault. What's yeah. his name in Cliffhanger? It's Jake something. He's a Colorado guy. He's just a normal Colorado guy. I can't. Don't let her nor- go, man. Normal Colorado guy with a normal Colorado accent. Gabe Walker. Oh, it's Gabe. It's Gabe. Gabe Walker. Yeah. Gabe. Hey, how you doing? I'm Gabe. I'm just out here in Colorado. Because uh, it's Walker and mountain. Tucker, remember? Because uh, mm-hmm. the other guy is, uh, what's his name? Michael Rooker is Tucker. Michael Rooker. So it's Rooker Walker and Tucker. Tucker. <laughs> Sly as... I spent yeah, my entire right I spent my entire <laughs> life climbing the mountains of Colorado. <laughs> I'm just Gabe Walker. I spent my entire life, you know, climbing the and mountains. And Walker, of give me your shirt and jacket. You're gonna be shirtless. <laughs> what do you mean? I didn't have time to train. Most Whoa. of these guys wind up without a shirt on for large periods of the movie. Oh hell, I think even- part part of my comfort level with being shirtless might be from how many movies I grew up where the men in the movies just don't have shirts on. And same goes for once they don't have the bodies anymore. You still see sometimes. Mm, I, you still leave it off. <laughs> I, I thought like after like a small helicopter accident, um, that like your your shirt would be blown off in certain areas to kind of showcase your fifty year old physique. <laughs> I always thought that was a fact. I thought that was a fact. Like you get in a I little. I thought like when you get into a bad accident, 
your your chest is bloody in certain spots, but also oiled up. Yeah. To like and make whatever and it's only you got. the seams burst on your shirt, so now you have just sort of like a like a weird Burning Man outfit on. <laughs> uh, Stanger, something you said when he's like, Gabe, give me your shirt. Sly, give me your shirt. <laughs> Imagine putting on Sylvester Stallone's shirt. It would be like a medium in the chest length, and then like the arms would have to be like forty inches around. Like the cut of like a, a ill, like a well fitting Stallone shirt must be insane. Like a blouse. Yeah, well, it's got to be like his, the like waist size blouse. is like this big. The lats are this big. The arms his, are enormous. The later into his career, the fits got more and more strange too. Like what yeah. he was, he used to just like Rocky Three. He's just wearing tight stuff and looks great. But as mm. they went on, like you start getting into the special list and that kind of shit like it is you know get carter you don't know what the fuck yeah, he's, he's wearing, wearing his... more and more bizarre tailored stuff yeah. yeah it used to be just like a tank top yeah yeah like the rambo starts in just a black tank top and you're like mm. that looks fucking cool and now in these movies he's got like fucking cowboy shirts that button in the back and shit you're like, what the fuck <laughs> mock neck kung fu shirts and shit and then you look at it, you're like, where is that weird shirt that Sly was wearing and that like one of his you know, escape plan three? And it's like nine hundred and thirty-seven dollars. You know, yeah, the only like guy who's wore been it pretty so he consistent. could get it for free, probably. Yeah, yeah. he's like, whatever you I wear would in say this movie. Seagal is just the style hasn't changed that much. It just gets bigger and bigger. It's funny, he really does just dress like a, a grandma like and and like it, it in the beginning it was like pajama based and now mm. it's fully moo's and it's just like <laughs> and it's just like he's just growing into he's gonna it's be wearing a, little, a fucking coleman four-person tent it's a it's a little moo it's a little sergeant peppers ish it's a little yeah. it's a little kung fu adjacent it's east meets it, yeah. west pajamas of both cultures <laughs> Eastern promises and Western pajamas. <laughs> they got they got more and more structure too as he got more and more out of shape. Like he's got, he's got more you know firmer material and stuff. And shit. <laughs> he's all but he's always played the clothes as a um uh, an accoutrement to his actual physique. You know his arms aren't that big, so we'd have these huge pirate like sleeves. Yeah, <laughs> these parachute sleeves. He would go tank top early on in a couple of, he's in like tank top training in hard to kill, but it oh, still looks he, noodly, noodly as fuck. He wears a tank top and under siege. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just a cook. Casey yeah. fucking Rybeck. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. That's another thing we learned from action movies, which can't possibly be true. But if you were ever in the military, you are, <laughs> no matter how free the biggest badass. <laughs> you're the most legend. Oh, wait. You're telling me you're telling me the guy who wipes the toilet yeah, down on this train you. was a marine well, in the every, 70s. And no, well, and not only that, but like everyone else in the service knows you. You have legend. a reputation and you were in special forces. Wait, Rybeck? It's like how they all know cops me? too in precincts. It's always uh -huh. like, I'm not working with Stanger. It's like, how do you know Stanger? There's two thousand cops here. It's, it's not like we're police specials. <laughs> uh, and not only do the other cops know Stanger, but like Citizens, it, civilians. citizens, all citizens know the hero cop of the town that's made the news. And it's like headline news above the fold about tango and cash. Wait, Stanger's on the fucking train. That guy's got more metal than Neil McCauley's backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Not medals, but metal. Mm, metal. He's... <laughs> 
He's practically a robot at this point. He's not a simple janitor. Everyone knows about him. Yes, yeah, he's, he's a cleaner, simple. all right. <laughs> but yeah, he's not he's a simple. janitor. He lost that job. He's not smart enough for it. <laughs> oh, and if you're a listener of High and Mighty and a janitor, but not a listener of Action Boys, then you gotta fucking jump over to the Patreon. It's the got... show for you. Yeah, it's yeah. If you're a long haul trucker, a janitor. Uh, um, custodian, whatever term you prefer, any, maintenance worker, any, uh, I don't know, member of the custodial arts, this podcast is for you. We, I, we didn't know that we've discovered it since that a large percentage of our listenership are cleaning floors while they listen to the show. Yeah. We call it the thin mop line and it's for, we have an American flag that has a mop that runs through it and it's for. We have an American flag. It's all shredded to look like mop, uh, like the bottom. It's of on mop. the end of a flagpole. <laughs> it's on the end of a flagpole. Dunk it. <laughs> you dunk it. And you ring it out. Swab and ring it out. It's and all it's very just, patriotic. It's in honor of all the janitors we lose every year. Okay. Mopping on a thin line. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> I saw somewhere that the stats are that actually that. Being a pizza delivery person is more dangerous. To be. There are more deaths in a pizza pizza delivery jobs than there are in the police. And it's, is it because of so much driving? <laughs> yeah, is that, I think just they're just like... on the road too much. Like, like you're just increasing your stats, or increasing your chances to have one of the classic ways to go in this country. Plus, you always got Ninja Turtles that are trying mm-hmm. to get trying you to, to steal. And let's not—they they want fuck, you to be late. Annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> The Noid, I was listening to Do- we talked about the Noid recently. He's back. I, I was listening to Doughboys. They said the Noid's back in another campaign. He's, yeah, back, he's back inside the head of an he's the next back son inside, of like a new psycho <laughs> is gonna fucking take over a Domino's and then fucking blow his brains out because of this fucking Noid campaign. We're so close. Like we've we've had non-Noid uh armed invasions of pizzeria, non-Noid based armed invasions of pizzerias in this country in the last five years. Now we're bringing the Noid back? We're mm. just fucking playing with and fire te- here. Yeah, and we did talk about it in an upcoming episode covered <laughs> covering the Omega Man. We, of course, got into the, the return of the Noid, uh, the, 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 the story controversy of the guy behind named Noid. the Noid. I mean, you don't have to say, I mean, as soon as you said the Omega Man, Omega I'm sure Man, they, yeah. knew, they knew. I'm sure we these gonna... guys touch on Domino. I'm sure they gave a trigger warning that it's going to be a dude alone for most of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> most of the movie? <laughs> no, uh, maybe a like third of the movie. 10 minutes. Of minutes. It's the premise yeah. of the movie, but he finds a ton of people very quickly. <laughs> 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 I I gotta say, a thing I learned about action movies is I've retroact, and we talk about this a lot on the podcast. But just watching all these old movies, old meaning seventies, eighties, and nineties, some some sixty stuff, but watching it, the shit I thought was bad then has retroactively been made so much because like. Just so many movies have come out mm. since then that rank below or it. Or way <laughs> shittier. Like, yeah. yeah, and you're just like, it's oh, fucking, well, yeah, it's if I like Fast Five, I should movies. definitely yeah. like this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, it just used to, it used to be a lot harder to make a movie because it just it took 
so much so much effort and it was a lot more prohibitive to get in there and do it because the equipment was so expensive and finding the people to do it so even on lesser movies they would get some great craftsmen in there working right. on it and so you know their lesser offerings still had you know the same guy that was the dp for lawrence of arabia so <laughs> it does look good you know yeah right. versus now it's like you could do it on your fucking iphone <laughs> giggy Hickory, yeah, it's just easier. Hickory. It's not necessarily better. Yeah, yeah, um, and, uh, and not as much gets made. Not not as much gets made. Stuff is very repetitive. Stuff it now. It feels like even more so. Like and people like it. I mean, that's the big difference. Is like now people people's memories are short, so they don't um, give a fuck about older stuff and uh, and yeah, defend and if, bad stuff. Now people I, didn't as much back. Like the bad stuff got trashed and then put in the garbage just to be uh championed years later now we like our garbage and we'll defend it fucking tooth and nail I, now there's I, something for everything that comes out is somebody's favorite bullshit even if it is just like how did you fall in love with this thing it came out a week ago and it sucks and it's like this mean this movie means everything to me you're like oh, fuck man okay <laughs> i do feel like lou wasserman at mca universal when they when they first saw uh easy rider and they're like oh what this sucks nobody's gonna like and then everybody loved it and then it completely flipped their world upside down they're like what the f they didn't know what was that's how like all these like weirdos got to make movies and all this weird shit happened but that's how i feel like now with like when i see the stuff that's popular where i'm just like wow i don't know anything anymore it's like don draper listening to the beatles yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> great great uh, metaphor i do think i think that a lot too stan because i'm like uh -oh. oh i don't want this movie to do really well when it comes out because they're going to make more like it. And it's not, and I don't like this. And it, and then yeah. a movie comes out. That's kind of like something you, that it's not, not even great, but it's like more in the direction you like. And you're like, I want to champion this. And people are like, I'd rather watch Loki. Nah. And you're yeah, like, okay, nah, maybe okay. I'll see it. <laughs> yeah. But here's where I'll, here's cause I, the fear that I have, because I'm on the older side, it's not like I'm a young person. And I'm saying like, I don't like this shit. And I'm, I, I'm, I get to decide in the future. It's done for me. Fine. But I will say the thing that I have on my side is it is mostly the establishment stuff. It's not like I'm looking at like the, the wild free thinkers and what they're coming up with. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm looking at like what, like fucking, you know, the, the, the think tanks at Disney are coming up with and being like, not for me. So yeah, but right. I, there's but probably the time, some stuff I, you know. out there's, there's clearly people are making good and we'll find up, we'll find them eventually. Or, you know, you'll get to watching uh, all of the, international cinema that came out in 2020 or something like and <laughs> find a few movies that aren't fucking marvel based and that you can in dig into but, and enjoy but i mean people i am wrong people love those and those are what's popular so i can't you know i mean that's, uh, that's not enough quicksand in movies in my opinion true baby true go <laughs> go quicksand quagmires sinkholes big mm -hmm. quicksand's big swinging on things is big like that's always I mean that's from decades and decades ago but still like swinging well, we don't on really have malls to even drive a car through anymore. No. Right. Yeah. Now we just drive a car through a warehouse and then green in screen the mall in after the fact. Mm -hmm. We drive it through like a shipping warehouse in Amazon and then green screen the mall in and it's still kind of <laughs> technically where people shop. Right? 
Yeah. Dr- drive through an Amazon warehouse trying to avoid the workers who are trying to Annoyed. commit suicide from being treated like absolute fucking shit <laughs> by a <Yeah>. billionaire. <laughs> Yeah, you try. You're trying to fucking do a dramatic scene where you're driving through this warehouse and people are jumping in front of your four by four. People trying to jump in your car to kill themselves. Yeah, hit me. I can't heads, take please. it anymore. If yeah. you get killed on sight, your family gets an extra eight dollars. I can't piss in this fucking jug anymore because I'm you know need to pack up this, this four cent item that is costs nothing to ship for some reason. How what? How does that work? To where it's like you can literally like or it's like a piece of paper that costs. Costs one dollar, and it's like you're shipping it across the United States. It costs nothing. It's it's an interesting. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's just on a plane or on a truck, and it's costing gas and money and all that. And, and I'm like, yeah, I'm opening it. It's packed in bags and all that shit. And I like mm-hmm. pull out my little, little like fucking, inflatable bags, and you pull yeah. out your fucking my pack of post its. I ordered you know a four <laughs> pack of post its. I'm like, all right, good. I'm glad. I'm glad it cost eighty dollars to, to ship this to me, and I paid nothing for it. And some Somebody's desperate and gonna die because of it. It's, um, it's getting subsidized like eleven different fucking ways. What yeah. about where? What about where Amazon just says you're like this is wrong, and they're like keep it. I, yeah, yeah, we'll it give you the matter. refund. Just don't even. It's fine. Send it it's fine. Yeah. yeah, that's yours, dude. What you want? Something else for free? I tried uh, to buy yeah. a book on Amazon. Uh, it was a first. Um, it was a first edition book, and. So I, I'm trying to track down this first edition. I find it on eBay. And um, and so I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I got to pay like a premium of it because it's like they don't make this edition anymore. So I, I pay it to the guy. And then he sends me just a new one as a gift on Amazon. <laughs> and so he's just like scamming people by saying like, here's a first edition book and then you buy it and then he finds the cheapest one on Amazon, sends it to you as a gift. I'm like, hey man, I could have just bought this myself. This is not what I fucking wanted. He's like, <laughs> all right. Um, And then he had to like, we had to do a complicated extra step of like him sending me his Amazon gift receipt so I could return it to Amazon and not him so he would get the refund back. And then he refunded me. And there's like nothing you can do. There's no like good luck trying to fight City Hall on that shit until explain that to eBay. Here's an awful thing I found. I out hope Am- you. F- I hope you do get that first edition of Sphere though, the great <laughs> Michael Crichton book. I want to finish it, and I can only read it on first edition. I hear yeah. they ch- they took out all the racial stuff in the second edition, so I got to <laughs> see how they go ham down at the bottom of the sea in Sphere. Uh, oh, I forgot. Dude, I forgot. What I I did, was do say. you know, like Sphere, like has like is permanently imprinted on my, on my brain. My dad, when I was a kid, got S- Sphere when it came out, and so he starts Sphere. The beginning of Sphere is incredible. So he he's we're at the dinner table and he's describing me the book and he would do this every once in a while when he was reading a new like horror science Something fiction book. You'd be book. into yeah. So he would be like, they fi- the, these guys find a sh- a spaceship at the bottom of the ocean. It's like three thousand years old, and he's going and and so I'm on the edge of my seat where he made it like maybe fifty pages into the book. And then the book sucks, so he stopped reading it and never picked oh. it up again. And so for a decade, I was like, 
one of these days I got to read Sphere and find out what happened. And it was a crushing disappointment because the book is total dog shit or even just see the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I recently, I watched the movie like a year ago. Like I, I watched that one and the core like back to back. I was like, what were all the other bad sci-fi movies that were out around that time? Ooh, they're all like bad versions of Solaris where it's like all like in your head. (laughs) (laughs) Sharon Stone's the lead of sphere. Yeah. Yeah. How how she's good. Short hair, right? She's good, yeah. Yeah. I remember the ca- and the problem Dustin isn't Hoffman with the in? acting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and it loses juice once you're like, it's outside of the base, and it's just like now you're in like you're watching people in a room hear stuff in a that's out in the ocean. It's not that scary anymore. Sphere just it's like I remember watching, and my buddy was like, "Did uh, did you wish you got like some version of like I wish they would have given me the fucking money back." Uh, or my like two hours back, but like the whole movie is about like memories and like uh, getting that back and like wiping shit out of your memory. Dustin Hoffman, Samuel Jackson, oh, that's it's right, all star yeah, cast because it's, it's hot off of Jurassic Park. So Crichton was getting all his shit, you know. Peter the, the, Coyote, yeah, of course the from ET, yeah, <laughs> and Legend of Billy Jean. Sphere, more like Flat Circle, <laughs> right? <laughs> Time is a flat circle. All right, all right, all right. Green Green, light. Green light. Green light. (laughs) Little baby Levi. Just to jump back to Amazon for a second, some shit I... They... If they see something that's super easy and very popular on Amazon selling a shit ton, Amazon starts making it and charging less. Like, just to beat out, like, someone's like, oh, everyone's buying these hangers from this company. Everyone loves these hangers. All right, now Amazon makes the same hangers for 50 less cents or whatever, and everyone just buys it, and then that company just shuts down and dies. Best-selling book, they just print up, like, a shittier version of that book. Amazon Choice, man, you can get your own fucking tripod. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I definitely have an Amazon brand tripod for my. I mean, I'm surprised iPhone. people are like, "This is a new thing." Because, um, isn't that what like CVS and Rite Aid were doing, just like making their generic version of all the shit? Oh yeah, yeah. Were, it's like, uh, Amazon does make a good uh, dildo, though. Fair. Hard to argue against. That. I'm mad that it's called Amazon Choice or whatever it is, and it's not like fucking babe. Bezos's own. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had a little fun with it because that's like what they do at like Farmer Bezos. Yeah, Farmer Bezos presents fucking tater tots or whatever. And they got to do like a caricature where he's fucking you know post TRT where he's jacked you know where he's on the he's on the juice he's buff. Did he's you get ripped. the Amazon dildo that has Bezos's head as the tip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's feels the one great. You want. Feels <laughs> great. No complaints. And He's got a size uh, medium, uh, like express tip, for men like, shirt on it. <laughs> start small. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Don't rush into it, especially if you go with the Bezos head dildo. Yeah. Start with mini Bezos if you can. The mini vibrating Bezos, I highly recommend. And then if you want to upgrade to to gaping Bezos, well, the mini the mini is actual size. It's his actual size. You know. <laughs> 
So it, it does look like a little statue of him or like a, a real size statue of him. Um, but yeah, that's your safest bet to get, to get started. And then uh, after that, have fun, you know? Imagine like an action movie. Someone just push, puts you in a room and goes, last one standing lives, locks the door behind you. And in the room is you, Bezos, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, and Bill Gates. How fucking funny just teeing I'm taking off out, on three, I'm taking out three soft billionaires. That would be such a fun thing. Just I'm taking. Well, they're not like Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg and Bezos hunts. Are Zuckerberg like, both, like throws spears. They're both and shit, on the like. juice and like throw, <laughs> like doing fucking weird workout shit. Yeah, he definitely has like a Krav Maga instructor because he's like because they know about the fall of the, like. I'm going after. I'm I'm going after uh, Zucker first. Yeah, you gotta. Well, you have the energy. Well, I got these. The youngest. He's in probably decent shape, and I probably dislike him the most. Yeah. And then you I'm can even Bill for last, and I'm going to fuck him. Once you death. take him out, you could fucking rip his leg off and then use his femur as a weapon to kill everybody else. <laughs> Break Bill Gates' nose with fucking Shaft his nose into his brain. That was something my dad told me. You could shaft somebody's mm-hmm. nose into their brain, kill them oh, instantly. Yeah. A yeah. palm strike to the nose goes that's from a movie too throat nose straight into the brain yeah where you just hit him in the throat that that'll kill him break their windpipe he does it in con air that's how he gets thrown in jail that's uh, yeah because he's got these cameron Cameron poe that are you know he just got back from the war he's 52 years old he's a young soldier (laughs) he's got shoulder oh that well that's when he gets out of jail but yeah he looks so great (laughs) army ranger darling put the bear down <laughs> put the bunny there a the, uh, bunny it's a hummingbird tie a yellow ribbon around the oak tree your boy's coming home coming home forever he's got it he's got to get uh yeah i mean that like shaft the nose into a brain what was another fight thing that you learned from an action movie gabrus that you thought you could do or wanted to do well something i remember Classic Big John story. Big John, a recurring character on the Action Boys podcast as well, re- referring to my dad, of course. He said the axe handle, he sprained like six of his fingers doing that to some dude's <laughs> back in a street fight. It's a very specific was, number. He counted yeah. all. How many are injured here? One, two, one whole hand and another finger on the other hand. <laughs> Whatever he said, but he like he was like, don't ever do that, Johnny. If you have to, just make two fists. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, no one's ever doing flying axe handles in the street. That that's actually the thing that I learned that that you learn right away is that <laughs> street fight is so much more chaotic, so much faster, and like one real hit in the face usually ends them. <laughs> I I uh I always would see Van Dam do a lot with a headbutt, and I was thinking like, wow, both both hands, um, being held down at your side by somebody. He did three headbutts. He would go side, side, and then straight forward with that. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's that's something to consider, you know. But I don't know how much damage you could do on one of those side blows, you know. You with have to hit them in the nose. Otherwise, yeah. it hurts. Like if you do, if you Don't do a headbutt head to off. anywhere but the the person's nose, like if you are an inch lower and hit their teeth, or an inch higher and hit their head, you're fucked. Like that hurts so bad. <laughs> sweet lovemaking. Sweet lovemaking. <laughs> Van Dam's real chatty now. I highly recommend reading about 
the making of Street Fighter, the movie. Recent Action about, Boys episode. Mm-hmm. He, of course, had a f- an affair. With in, Kylie Minogue. It. And uh, he described it as, how could you not? She's there. She's beautiful. We enjoy sweet kiss, beautiful lovemaking. I show Sim- her my Thailand. Simpatico. 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 <laughs> he has like uh, eight sentences about the affair, and four of the sentences are one word long. They're like beautiful <laughs> lovemaking, period. Simpatico, period. Complete <laughs> like, thoughts. Simpatico. Uh,. Well, we we're we're steeped in these guys now. Well, that's going back to what you said something earlier, Stang. We're talking about action movies. You're like, yeah, a lot of people watch an Arnold movie like Arnold. I'm a big Arnold fan, but we were guys who like I read everything Arnold did. I bought every Muscle and Fitness that he was on the cover of. I saw it like I know for a fact you've seen like every couch appearance on a late show he's ever done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like I'm obsessed. I, I like want to be him more even like as much as I want to watch him in movies, I there's something about me that I want to be him. Like I'm so like I'm so steeped in these guys for so long and without irony for so long, now then with irony for a yeah. while, and now weirdly again without irony <laughs> like where i'm like these guys are fucking legends like i i did it, he had such great control of the couch for not not having the best anecdotes but being so confident out there he got better as time went on but early on when he would do letterman he would you know letterman was you know famously like a crank and would try to like lay into people and when uh arnold was getting his citizenship they're gonna quiz quiz him on some questions and like arnold didn't know the question and Arnold just quickly takes control back of the interview. You know, they ask him some easy question about senators or something. He said, listen, that doesn't matter. You know, what's most important, you know, cause he's like going to play the game and then he immediately can't answer the question. <laughs> oh <laughs> fuck. Yeah. But he does, there's no panic at all. There's no fear. It's like, everything's fine. Listen, it doesn't matter what you're asking because you're going to be lucky that I'm here. And Arnold does frequently, uh, come into our show. Yes, he actually he makes a lot like, of appearances. He actually makes a lot of guest appearances. So we get uh, a lot of uh, famous stars that you would recognize actually there, not us doing the voices. They actually yeah. show up. John's uh, they dead are actually dad. there, but we should say uh, mm-hmm. if you do tune in and you don't get a celebrity, that is not grounds for a refund. We mm-hmm. should say we had a lot of people, got, but we do have a lot of celebrity stop by. A lot of celebrities stop by guys who were actually in these movies. Um, or know a lot about him. Arnold, Chuck, Sagal, Sagal shows times. up. John's dead dad shows up. Sly, um, uh, Sly, of course. Um, Gwildor, a character from Masters of the Universe. Yeah, Charles the, Bronson. Uh, the, Yoda or, or, frequently comes up. Yoda, Gwildor, the the Orco proc- proxy from Master of the Universe. Bishop, majestic. Death Wish, like all the, <laughs> um, all those uh, three distinct different characters. Cold Iron from Rotor. <laughs> a lot of your favorite actors. <laughs> Sam Hell, put your blouse on. Mm-hmm. Sam Rod- Hell. Um, Rod- Sam might Elliott have shows the most up. References because of he got that fucking they live no no no, which really fucking entered the lexicon for a while. 
The likes yeah, got Lord, the same five things the three of us say over and over again. Lord <laughs> Humongous from Road Warrior. I'm sure people will be, you know, I've, everybody at home Walk is away. <laughs> screaming. Sly Stallone celery guy. <laughs> the, from the source. The source. <laughs> the originator. A lot of your favorite movie stars. Sly Stallone celery guru. Um, who else shows up? Who's the singer of Betty Davis's eyes? Kim Carnes. Kim Carnes. We can't get her on, but we would love yet. to get her. We're dying to get Kim Carnes on the phone. If you have a connection to Kim Carnes, we could really use her on Action Boys. Somebody that knows her, somebody in her camp, um, press press agent, rep. Somebody, the, the woman who designed mm. her camp stamp. Whatever. Anyone we can find. Powers Booth. <laughs> Christian Slater. All your favorite actors. Yeah, I'm loving the fucking dates and the datedness of these characters. We do have Pee Wee Herman. We do have Pee Wee Herman has showed up. There's some Hugh like there's some, Hugh, the Talkboy FX commercial spokesperson has been in about a dozen stop by. Hugh a dozen Grant times. after he got caught hiring a sex worker with the Vine Brown. Yes, uh, Mr. C. Less so lately. <laughs> Beastmaster. There's some woman that's maybe like a sophomore in college that's a high and mighty listener that was not interested until Rogers mentioned Powers Booth. And then she's like, actually, I'm thinking maybe I was like, stops the car, pulls it over. The senator from Sudden Death? The the vice principal. Oh, he's the the vice president. No, he's the assassin. The vice principal, or the vice Vice president. The vice (laughs) president. Might as well be. Powers Booth walks in as the vice principal. Shoes uh, on the other foot now, Darren McCord. (laughs) I'm your VP. I'm your VP. Uh, Another thing we talk about a lot, and we're sort of experts on, is female ejaculation. Just lost the uh, sophomore. <laughs> sophomore. All right, back on the road. Back on the road. Fine. We, Cancel, talk, we tend to talk about trends. We do talk about trends in pornography. That is true. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a um there's a there's judgment though. It's 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 being examined. It's not it's not just sincere enthusiasm about pornography. It's like what is what is going on? Why is this popular? Why maybe if I like something, why do I like that? What's happening there? And then also classic men. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the song. And so like we have a certain taste and we're we're older, so we're curious about what the new what the kids are into. What, but we what, don't we don't want to live an unexamined life. And right. I feel like there is, you know, we're... Well, I'm not going to pretend I don't watch pornography and I don't believe anybody who says they don't. Um, so it's just a fact of life at this point. So, I mean, we might as well have open dialogue about it. Mm-hmm. It's out there. Man, that would have been a much better topic for <laughs> just three 40-year-old men talking oh, about God. Talking about pornography. What do you not like Not only do we talk about to. pornography, a <laughs> uh, uh, close relative, we do talk about Mm, probably 10 to 15 year old viral videos. (laughs) I heard the action boys are talking about pornography. (laughs) That's my favorite subject. Ah! (laughs) Oh shit. See, we get all the, all your favorite stars. I'm trying to listen to the action boys. Ask your dad to name their 10 favorite actors. Five of them pop up on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you yourself, sorry, no one can do a Channing Tatum impression. That's like still ten years too old of a reference. Yeah. Tatum's Timothy done. Chalamet. Tatum. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. There you go. That's tough. What a drip on that kid. Where's he get kid. those giant pants? Those blue pants from? He's got and. Uh... Doesn't he seem like a, a human designed by Tim Burton? Like if you he Tatum? does, he seems like uh no Chalamet. He seems Chalamet. like he, he seems like he's wearing snow pants a lot. Tatum. Who can Channing Tatum called him Tatum is so <laughs> Talking Tatum? Talking Tatum. Well the back of talking Tatum. That's Scott Hartman's new podcast with Adam Scott. <laughs> talking Tatum. We you rate talk him. him. You talk him. You me. You talk him, we rate him. Talk him Tatum with <laughs> White House down. Thoughts? <laughs> White House Down, great movie, but pales more in comparison Mike to the Fallen trilogy. <laughs> we're, we're more Bannon. Oh, Bannon? What's his name? Bannon. Bannon. Mike Bannon. Bannon. Mike Bannon. Go back to Fuckheadistan or wherever it is you're from. This movie came out in 2014. From... <laughs> it talks... Mike it features Aaron Eckhart as the president of the United States of America shooting terrorists with a machine yeah. gun. You know the thing, um, but these guys who are the leads of these movies are... Usually experts at everything, yes. not just like action movie stuff, but it is like other facets of life. Their way of doing things is the correct way. Yeah. Not a so- day under 50, any of them, um, <laughs> but not a gray hair in their head. They can all run sub four minute miles. They're all absolute studs. Painted well, you, bronze. You, you spoke to something there, Ben. These guys... For some reason, the stars of these movies are such egomaniacs that they get enough control, and they're such. And it was from the time where you could be an egomaniac and have some sway. These guys just refuse to show any weakness or any vulnerability with these characters, and we're seeing it now with like Fast, uh, with the Fast and the Furious movies. It's that's make and the. Uh, I mean, Marvel. Everyone does have superpowers, but these guys used to be like. My character can't be hurt, outfooled. Mm. He's also the smartest person in the room. He also yeah. speaks languages. No matter. Come on, what it's you- Bannon. He's part yeah. of the Secret Service. Secret Service. <laughs> you can get a, a very funny actor to be your co-star, but then demand that you have more jokes than the comedian that oh, yeah. is, is you're playing off of. <laughs> yeah, Glimmer Man. I'm, a- I'm actually the funny one. Yeah, Glimmer Man. Where uh, Keenan Ivory R- Wayne's is. Keenan Game. Ivory Waynes is the straight man. He's yeah, completely man. unused because he's the fucking mega comedy. Hot guy. off of fucking In Living Color, like the funniest guy in America at that time. And all the joke lines go to Seagal. He's a little country. I'm a little rock and roll. Uh, just to jump I'm back. I'm rock. <laughs> okay. He's roll. Uh, London Has Fallen has Aaron Eckhart save fucking mike bannon's life by shooting a terrorist in the head with a pistol after he was supposed to be hiding in the closet and then mike bannon turns to the president of the united states of america and says i was wondering when you were going to come out of the closet and like laughs and it's like played for a joke it's like you just watched the president of the united states of america murder someone dude I'm not well, I hope Scotland. after I have to shoot somebody to save a life, somebody makes a real fucking knee slapper. <laughs> uh, or That's, a head that scratcher. That joke's been crushing since 79. <laughs> a knee slapper or a head scratcher? Tit, tit fucker or face fuck, face grabber? Tit fucker? 
face hugger or a titty <laughs> titty fucker. Aliens, of course. We're talking about the. Of course, uh, that's we're talking about the the famous movie Aliens. Yeah, before they become chest bursters out of the eggs, what are they? Are they face huggers, face fuckers, ass eaters, ass eaters, <laughs> titty fuckers? We don't know. It depends where they land, I guess. Bush wranglers. We don't Bush know. Masters. Bushmasters, of <laughs> course, another of a- Michael Douglas reference. A, a two part, two an innuendous and mm-hmm. uh, movie reference. Also, Bush Possum from Willow. Right. Is that what it was? A bush possum or a bush beaver? Bush. Might have been a bush beaver. Bush beaver seems redundant. <laughs> Got yourself a little bit of bush beaver down there, huh? Not not in this day and age. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody's got the hair anymore. I know. Yeah, so. we're all pubed in the Action Boys community, I believe. Yeah, Gabrus, are you fully pubed these days? I'm not. F- I, I, I clip set. You know, I trim. I want the I trim. Like, Trim. I want clip two all around, you know? So I, I do it. Mm. I do it. I practice it on my mom's pubis. Mm. Your mom's I need all the help. pubis? <laughs> my mom's pubis. That's now, what I call my fupa. <laughs> now, do you save the pubic hair you trim like uh, Peter Bogdanovich's give, give dad? To, give to kids to like make a wig out of that are like going I, I, through I, chemo. This is my, I actually have uh, alopecia of the face. This beard is all trimmed pubes. Oh, wow. So you're and going then the, through And my Mike chin Nichols is had. my ball sack. If you look closely, no, I accidentally cut this off. Yeah, it's, this is the kind of facts you'll get. You will know that how Peter Bogdanovich's dad saved all his hair in a drawer. <laughs> it's stuff we talk about on it. And how his uh, younger brother, Anthony, was killed by when his mom dropped soup on him. Um, <laughs> kind but of we've stuff all that's... dealt with tragedies like that in our lives. I've lost two siblings due to soup accidents. <laughs> Kind of stuff that sticks with us and we'll share with you guys on the mm-hmm. show. That- soup Nazis killed my ancestors in the soup holocaust. <laughs> no soup for them. No soup for them. It's a real guy. It's based on a real guy. It's really funny. He's a Nazi. Do you get it? Uh, <laughs> maybe that's bad. We shouldn't, let- we shouldn't have someone be a Nazi. Wait, the soup Nazi's a real Nazi in that? Yeah, he's he's a white supremacist? Na- yeah, he like rebranded. <laughs> <He's> wow. Like- <laughs> yeah, he, he dropped the soup. The soup. <laughs> I thought he was just strict. Was about- I was, thought he was strict about it how he- It turns out like it was a much better business decision to go full Nazi. He's <laughs> making that- a fucking fortune. <laughs> yeah, he launched his podcast. <laughs> he just He's making a little fortune in podcasting. He moved to Austin. <laughs> He's got a twenty thousand dollar a month Patreon. He gave up the soup stuff and is just podcasting about right wing shit. All his episodes <laughs> of Mister Show are being scrubbed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't have to have been at the January sixth. In, uh, insurrection to listen to our podcast, mm-hmm. but it'll help you get in the head of a lot of our listeners. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about at this point. My wife, yeah, just text- no, our listeners aren't that bad. I mean, we aren't afraid to um, end people's subscriptions, which which we <laughs> yeah. have done. Yeah, and that's not financially sound on our part no. too. But to, but rather than have people like that stick it around, uh, it's just occasionally, and I, have, I do have somewhat of a temper. And yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I I w- I'm, am willing to fuck a fight Dan that feeds me and s- kick people off. Clean of the podcast. off, 
we have had people we've a- kindly asked to leave when they they get mad about us going into you know copaganda movies or yeah. Gaber saying defund the police. <laughs> I finally had it when Gaber said defund. How mm. dare you? <laughs> Bye. Guess I could never make it in Hollywood. <laughs> and it's not because I'm an absolute ugly asshole. <laughs> <laughs> It's because they're too liberal there. Okay, it's not. I don't care what you've heard about my level of attractiveness, the level of shape I'm in, or my personality. I'm a dumpy, ugly asshole, and I'll never make it in Hollywood because they're so libbed out over there. I'm a dumpy, lumpy asshole. (laughs) He's a dumpy, lumpy asshole, baby. Ooh, crooning old blue eyes, old big eye, if you will. <laughs> what else uh, comes up on the show? Um, any? Who are some other greatest hits? Uh, Murphy, Murphy from RoboCop. RoboCop makes an appearance a time or two. Dolph, Dolph definitely He-Man. shows up. He Man and uh, Showdown in uh, Little Tokyo and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ivan Drago, you name it. We don't really there. talk about um, Brandon Lee. We do talk, frequently talk about the size of his head, which is large. But his, he, his Milner is uh, a listener of the podcast. His old hat maker is, mm-hmm. of course, uh, his haberdasher <laughs> listens to the pod. So we're constantly talking about his size 12 uh, <laughs> skull. <laughs> he might show up one of these days, but he hasn't yet. Maybe he'll defend himself again. <laughs> Or tell us why he's got such a big head. Uh, it's time, to make his space, leather jacket look normal on his body. There are no barriers that will stop you from becoming a guest on the show. Paul McCarty showed up. We've had yeah. people from the movies and also the actors that played them in the movies mm. somehow on the different episodes. Mm-hmm. We've had Mr. Majestic and Charles Bronson. Yeah, mm. reality and dimensions and space and time and all that, it's all blurred. I mean, it's tough to get a handle on, you know, when and where you are. The show's People not, are I would say constantly making different calls. Like, we get various alternate dimension versions of the scene from T2 where uh, John Connor calls his stepmom asking about. <laughs> Wolf well, either the, dog or rather the Terminator. The yeah, T-800 the T-800 calls. The T-800 is trying to determine whether or not his step-parents are alive or dead. And so <laughs> he's got to use a uh, a little cat and mouse situation to. But, I mean, listen, the show's not linear, I guess we should say. It's not linear. So you have to uh, to let yeah. go of that. You can mm-hmm. hop around. You don't You don't have to start at episode one. You could just start with any. I mean, it's but- worth telling them we do refer to IMDb trivia as the sauna, just to clear up any confusion right off the top. Yeah, that, yeah. Call the sauna earlier episodes. We talk about uh, overhearing people speaking at the gym for IMDb. Um, it, and we ran with that for a while. And then now it's just become what we've heard in the sauna. And um, now we just say, IMDb, according to IMDb, it's blank. Or yeah. St- so we're talking over Zoom right now. I I'm trying not to Stanger look at Stanger. Is, <laughs> I think Stanger is riding a bike. <laughs> oh. Do you have like pedals below the desk or what's going on? No, you have to pee. You're just bobbing. No, no, no. I was just uh. like, I don't know. I was just like. Uh, <laughs> I was like getting, I was like. Small earthquake over here. In Valverde West. <laughs> uh, you're Valverde North, North, aren't you? North, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So we record from Valverde, 
Um, Which is we, currently digital. It's currently <laughs> remote. It's from different parts of the island of Valverde. Is an island? Is it an island? It's got to um, be. I've tattooed it on my bicep, so let's just say Valverde. I've got it in my fucking lower back. <laughs> got Valverde written across my lower back. It's fucking beautiful. In Latin. I've got, I've got a... <laughs> uh, uh, Electric guitar plugged into, uh, I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Your amp? Yeah, that's right. You have an amp oh, okay. stamp? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually have the plug going into my asshole. <laughs> well, that's hot. <laughs> that I get. Because I, thought- I get it's sexy and it's funny. When you were talking yeah. about your lady stamp and the tra- uh, tramp stamp, uh, I was assuming that uh, the meatball was like rolling off your crack and falling down your hole. It's, you got it right. That's tight. And then yeah. does the other end go to like any kind of instrument on your like chest or arm or anything? Where does it like? Because like to me, it'd be funny if you have the plug from the amp wrap up like so the the it plugs into your butt. Mm-hmm. And then I think it should weave around into like your front to a little like keyboard or something. And then you say, hey, let me let me play a little something. <laughs> and you press the keys and then you fart. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're pretty close. It's an accordion. Oh, okay. oh that's better. even better. Yeah, yeah, that's tight. So that's it's a little awesome. more of a forced air thing to kind of like really, you know, put mm-hmm. a finer no, point on the No, it makes sense. It'd be yeah. a wind instrument of some yeah. kind. Yeah. yeah. Is it a wind instrument? I guess oh, not. Yeah. I mean, in a in a sense, it is because you're not creating the wind yourself. Well, I am in my situation, but this one is, uh, you know, with an accordion, you're you're squeezing it to make wind, um, yeah, as opposed like, to blowing into it. But uh, is it wind instrument? <laughs> is wind instrument the word? That doesn't sound right. It's brass, right? Like, are oh, we yeah. talking? What is a wind instrument? Is what is is what is brass? <laughs> brass is like the like sax, trumpet, like. Right, but is that a family of instrument? The the wind instrument seems like something like a, a ninja sect. It's like I studied under the wind instrument. Wind instruments <laughs> are like flutes, yeah, recorders. Is they they're not woodwinds? Is that something? Am I making up a word? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know any of this shit. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not taking a stab a at any wood, of this stuff. All right, a woodwind instrument is that is a thing. That I remember. There okay, is woodwinds, but there's also uh, wind is just anything that like uh, it's. I'm looking. I'm on my favorite search site, Pornhub. What is a rusty trombone? That's where <laughs> someone licks your asshole while they jerk you off at the same time. And is that considered a like a that's a, a woodwind? <laughs> no, that's considered brass. That's brass. If you're doing that, you're winding. <laughs> Chuck Lorre. <laughs> what a genius. Wind instrument, it's organ, clarinet, trumpet, flute, bagpipe, oboe, accordion. It has to do with uh, a wind instrument is a musical instrument that contains some type of resonator in which a column of air is set into Fuck vibration yeah. by the player blowing into it. I'm feeling good. Yeah. I'm feeling real good. Yeah, I think we got it, bro. We, we solved it. the wind instrument thing. So this has been wind instruments with the action boys on high and mighty. <laughs> I think you. I think we talked a lot about what we learned. You should label it wind instruments, by the way. Might as well. 
That might the S, that'll bump up the SEO big time over you'll what get, action you'll get movies those clicks, us. man. Yeah. <laughs> quick wording quick, uh, with Ben and quick, Brian. <laughs> quick headline from Smithsonian Magazine: To reduce COVID nineteen risks in orchestras, uh, move wind instruments to the sidelines. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> But I've been playing French horn for six years. I need to be. I'm supposed to be front and center this year. It's my big chance to go to state. Too bad. <laughs> Smithsonian Magazine. Thank the plandemic. <laughs> <laughs> the scandemic. They fucked everything. My little girl was supposed to be playing the French horn. She's been waiting her whole goddamn life to be in the front row. And it's taken that away from her. And this fake disease has killed my dad, my mom's husband, and all of my aunts and uncles. And I still can't be the French horn lead in the middle. Now, I'm sorry you lost your family. But my little girl is playing front and center. End of discussion. Uh, Dudes. Thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty. Don't for, don't forget this podcast is about half the length of our podcast, so we are doing fucking wonders. We crushed it. So happy to hang out with you guys again. Squeeze just, in a third record this week. Just another ninety minutes of us talking about the same fucking shit. Just happy to be here doing wonders, man. <laughs> Thank you. Keep the wonders coming, baby. Hey, you're welcome. Get yourself a plandemic stamp endic stamp endic on your fucking lower back. <laughs> I'll muscle a few more of these bad boys in before we're out of here. I love you for it. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to plug before you get out of here? No, I'm gonna take off. I'm out. Check out the action boys. Okay. Well, thank, well, thank you guys. Check out the action boys, my guys. Wait, check out actionboys.biz for the Patreon. And we also have like 10 free episodes out now. So if you want to just whatever you're listening to this on, take out the fucking, uh, take out your phone, open whatever app you're listening to this on, search action boys, look for the free feed, unlocked and loaded. Fucking sign up, listen to a few free episodes, get a sniff, get hooked, and come crawling back to daddy. It's the orgy on the side of the road. You don't want to look at it, but you can't look away. Mm -hmm. Your mom and and your dad. And then you realize it's your family. Yeah. And (laughs) just so it's clear, we're not pitching you have to listen to the podcast. We're asking you to sign up for the Patreon. Yeah, subscribe indefinitely. Yeah, if you don't listen, if you don't listen, fine, fine. Just don't cancel your membership. Keep the juice running. (laughs) Keep the juice running. The juice is, for me... The action is the juice. Keep the juice running like he's rushing for 2,000 yards mm-hmm. for the Bills. Well, you're right. AC right now, okay? <laughs> keep you the juice keep, running you gotta, if you did it. <laughs> you're AC. You're behind the wheel. Everything's depending on you. <laughs> Just keep the juice running. <laughs> you're Frank Drebin, and your buddy Nordberg is in some hot water. You got to keep the juice running. Yeah, if you're innocent, you're going to fucking, you know... Go on a high speed, you know, escape <laughs> with a friend and uh, Mel Gibson's wig guy. <laughs> Didn't Mel Gibson wear like a fake mustache and stuff? <laughs> Remember that to hide from the paparazzi? Look up, <laughs> look up Mel Gibson paparazzi costume, and he's got like a fake mustache <laughs> or something. That's what I, I, uh, yo, I, fuck that shit. We're real mustaches on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. 
For real. Well, it's only a matter of time till we convince Gabrus to shave his beard. I mean, I got to do a mustache at some point. It makes it. I just look too much like Hardy. <laughs> or Laurel. I think that's Who's in your head, man. <laughs> yeah. Tom? I think it's Laurel. I, I look too much like Tom Hardy if I shaved my I feel mustache. like Hardy. I feel like, the, I feel like the fat one being named Hardy is too on the nose. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's the thing. <laughs> Uh, but I, I would love a mustache. I just, <laughs> you got to do it. You got to do it like fucking what if, if not during the pandemic, when? Yeah, I know. I should just do it ASAP. Get, get a little mm-hmm. sun on my fucking you gotta, cheeks yeah. and chin for the first time. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe the first action boys live show. I'll rock a fucking mustache. Uh, I should have done it for the live stream. I'd have a beard again. Already. If we do a live show, if we do a live show, you should step away to use the bathroom and come back with a mustache. Hell, keep some clippers yeah. in the bathroom. Hell yeah! Shout out to Manscaped. Uh, promo code Mighty for twenty percent off. <laughs> I'll be using my ball trimmer on my face backstage at the first live action show. <laughs> that show. That ought to get enough of you freaks out. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm there. I'll subscribe. I didn't know you guys talked about this stuff. Ball uh, shavers on a face. <laughs> hey, good enough for your bush, then good enough for your mush, right? Yeah. If it can yeah. handle the tush and bush, put it up in the old mush. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I just want, put hey, it hey, up my ass. Your ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey. It just, just spins around. <laughs> hey, thanks for going down on me. Is there anything I can do for you? Uh, yeah, can you shave my asshole with my... <laughs> With Can you my take the buzzer out of trimmer? my asshole, turn it on, and then trim my asshole? <laughs> this is a manscaped trimmer. Hashtag <laughs> promo code high and mighty. Can you use it on my inner asshole? <laughs> How much would Manscaped have to pay you to shave your asshole live on an Instagram story or something? Oh, I, I can't IG say that would number take out that loud. Shit it's down. humiliating. Gotta be only <laughs> the number is so like much lower bucks. than you think it is. <laughs> I mean, if you don't Gabriel's have your face, take, Gabriel's you is like face our version of Shaq. He'll just like, like throw ex- his face on anything for exposure. Yeah, yeah. I'll shave my asshole. Shaq soda. <laughs> Me and the general cutting fucking commercials for. Uh... <laughs> I was gonna just say something awful, and I was like, "That just wrap up this fucking podcast. Don't say anything." Yeah, else. we're almost done. Let's just leave before <laughs> anything bad happens. Really bad. Before we gotta a- ask for editing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. I don't have time for effort. Bye, shitheads. Uh, bye, shitheads. Uh, goodbye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. bam. There's a new 
game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room <laughs> Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now. <laughs>